0: Support this podcast and keep us going. Go to everydaynovelist.com slash support to join up.
1: Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Today, an old voice rejoins our wondrous chorus of listeners who have opinions. Today, Simon says... I've
0: done my usual stop listening for a while and then start binging again. Welcome back. Seems to be related to the weirdness of COVID life. And just listened to your talking on
1: Star Wars, Doctor Who, and DC. Well... Hey, it's not just the weirdness of COVID life. That's actually how we record them. So it seems only fair that some people listen to them that way.
0: <laughs> That—that's how I do television in general. Um, which makes things like Amazon and Hulu and Netflix original productions wonderful for me because binging a series in two nights is how I watch television. So it's made Make for it me. Be long nights sometimes yes (laughs) um back to the question or feedback one thing i'd throw in on the dc part was their terrible spoiler laden trailer for batman versus superman quite apart from the fact that it's an awful film what is the point of most of the movie building suspense around who is this strange woman when the trailer makes it clear that it's wonder woman i'll i'll add to that i i think um The art of trailers over the last five or ten years has really, really gone downhill.
1: Oh, God, has it ever.
0: TV trailers are giving away everything that happens in the season. Movie trailers give away the best punchlines, and it's kind of almost a cliche now that the trailer has the best jokes in the film.
1: Yeah, what a trailer should do is leave you... Curious. It should raise questions that the story will then answer. And a bad trailer either raises questions that the story doesn't answer, or it gives you all the answers and ignores the whole phenomenon of questions. Mm <laughs> hmm. Back to the
0: feedback. Your comments on the latest Doctor Who and Star Wars disrespecting and destroying what came before made me understand why I stopped watching both partway through, despite being a massive Doctor Who and Star Wars fan, for nearly half a century now. Hmm. They just don't feel right, and I don't really care about the characters that much. I stopped the last Star Wars film halfway through, and months later, I have no
1: desire to watch the rest. You got farther than I did. I I checked out after The Last Jedi, though I did I did go back and watch Rogue One as a favor to a friend and it was possibly the worst viewing experience of my life. It was really, really bad.
0: I, I can't even remember the film. I, I blocked it out <laughs> of my memory. I was we, we, I said
1: but five minutes into it we were like, Oh, this is this is not good. This <laughs> And it, and we, we kept hoping it would get better and it didn't. It it kept not working. Aggressively not working. Mm -hmm. Like, hit you with a fish. I mean, to be fair, it actually tried to be a good film, which is not something any of the uh, official uh, Skywalker canon films Mm -hmm. did. But the newer ones. Oh, that's a tragedy. I mean, um, Oscar Isaac and John Boyega and uh, Daisy Ridley And Adam Driver are all amazing actors. And they were completely wasted.
0: It seems to me that um, 100% of my reaction to modern films lately is the casting was fantastic. The production value was beautiful. The soundtrack was amazing. And the writing was
1: awful. Yeah. I mean, writers are... Forgive me if this offends or shocks any of you. Writers who work in a studio environment or who work for hire are supposed to be good whores. And a good whore gives good value for money. And a bad whore shows up and lies there. And these writers are bad whores. Oh. And we need to reclaim the dignity of the prostitute in the writer's room. And it is dignity. It is one of the it is one of the oldest professions in human history. It may go back before the advent of humanity, if uh, behavioral experiments with monkeys are to be believed. And it provides value to the community, at least in cultures that have a space for it. And, and writers re-
0: are the second oldest.
1: And writers are storytellers are the second oldest. And there's a reason that artists of various sorts have been lumped together with horrors as a social class throughout history because artists and sex workers work at the edge of polite society and they represent a vital force that keeps society alive but that is dangerous to it as well. So we're supposed to be marginalized, historically speaking, and in trying to be respectable, we stop being good whores and we start being shills and Mm -hmm. used car salesmen and other shills are the lowest form of commercial life.
0: I I can't say anything against that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Back to the feedback. Okay. It strikes me that there's really good lessons for writers here. I'm on to book eight of my main series, and from from book seven onwards, there's a big time gap and different characters. Instinctively, I think I've tried to keep it true to the early stories in terms of universe rules, and now I understand more about why that's so important. I mean, if you can destroy something massive by flying into it at light speed, then why not use wow. the Allied fleets oh, God, to do that no and kidding, destroy right? both death
1: stars in fact, you'd only need one one ship to do it too mm.
0: in fact, why doesn't space combat consist of small but massive barely light speed capable ships piloted by droids being launched through every large ship on the through every large ship or station
1: which it absolutely should, and frankly, in the real world. That's how space combat's going to work. It's going to be all kinetics. Mm. And it's going to be one of the most interesting geopolitical thorny issues once uh, space gets colonized. Because any ship that has the capability of making or breaking orbit has the capability of taking out a city. It's going to be fascinating and frightening and amazing. By the way, for more of that kind of stuff, check out Isaac Arthur's YouTube channel. He is brilliant. Oh, yeah, that guy's great. Uh, SFIA, I think it is. Science fiction, according to Isaac Arthur. Or Science Futures, is what it
0: Anyways, is. Anyways, loving back, loving being back with you both. Trains and dogs, welcome as well.
1: Well, fortunately, there are no trains out here, but the dog is always with us. And uh, we're glad to have you back, too, Simon. It's good to hear from you. Congratulations on book eight, and thank you for the fantastic note, and we'll see you tomorrow.